Hi, and welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast, the place for all things kids yoga. My name is Jessica Mujis, and after teaching kids yoga for over a decade and being immersed in the industry, I created this podcast as a warm and supportive place for parents, teachers, caregivers, and kids yoga professionals to gather. Episodes include conversations with kids yoga teachers, business owners, and authors, child development experts, informational episodes on specific kids yoga topics, yoga adventures for children, and even the voices of children themselves. It is my hope that you can come here each week and gain inspiration and form connection with your fellow kids yoga community. Welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome back to the Kids Yoga Podcast. My name is Jessica, and this week I'm joined by Marnetta Villegas. Marnetta is the founder of Relax Kids, the UK's leading expert on children's relaxation. She set up her revolutionary relaxation program in 2000 and is the author of 13 books and has produced a range of over 25 relaxation CDs and MP3s. Marnetta has over 40 years of experience in meditation and relaxation and runs a training program where she has trained over 5,000 franchisees from 50 countries in her unique award-winning method of relaxation. She lives in Oxford, UK with her dog, Ronnie Barker. For more information on Marnetta and other Relax Kids products, you could visit her website, www.relaxkids.com. Marnetta, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jessica. Lovely to be here. Yes, thanks for being on. Um, I want to start... You've been doing this work for so long, and I, I kind of want to start at the beginning of it. I know you come from a performing arts background, so can you just tell us a little bit about that, like your background in performing arts and then how that led for you to work with children? Absolutely, yeah. So I've been performing since I was six on stage. Um, my first thing, I wanted to be a, an opera singer, <laughs> um, oh. but I went on to, I got a degree in performing and I left um, this degree and I'd learned singing, dance, um, singing, dance, acting, the whole thing, costume design. And I started, I wanted to be a children's entertainer, um, but at the time um, in the 90s, it was very, I didn't have the look to be a children's um, mm. to be a children's TV presenter. That's what it was. And so I went to some auditions and had lots of knockbacks. And I thought, you know, I do not want this life of being knocked back constantly for what I look like, what, you know, that I'm not fitting this white and blonde look that everyone's looking for. So let me be an entertainer. So I, I, I got some tricks together and I started entertaining as a clown and I built a really successful business. And over about eight, nine years, um, this is so I'm just fresh out of college. So this is my first job. I have never had an actual job. I set up my business straight away. And over those years, I noticed a change in children's behavior. I thought, why are they not sitting down? Why are they not listening? Why, why is their concentration got worse? And I thought, well, meditation is the answer. Relaxation is the answer. How can I 
integrate? How can I bring meditation, relaxation in to introduce them to children in a way that parents don't freak out because this is like the late, late 90s now. Um, meditation is, is still very strange. I had been meditating since I was tw- had been 12 and I was laughed at at school for meditating, being a vegetarian, all that, all the things that we, we do now just as a, as a lifestyle, that was all very, very strange at that time. And so I wanted to find a way to get meditation really um, accessible and acceptable for adults and children. So I had this idea because my whole thing is fa- is fairy stories. I had um, directed children's pantomimes in, we call them pantomimes in England, but they're um, Christmas productions. Yeah. Um, so I'd been, had been directing these and I, each year I took a different fairy tale and I turned it into a beautiful theatrical piece um, for children. And so I thought I'm gonna turn meditations Uh, fairy stories into meditations that hasn't been done for well meditation hadn't been done for really in a big way for children and it seemed to work with all the meditations apart from little red riding hood because the wolf is always is there and so I wrote this book um I wrote these meditations down. Um, I was in India on a meditation retreat and in the mornings I would just write them down. They just came flowing out of my head. And then for two years, I put them away and I didn't do anything with them. I mentioned it to a friend. She said, oh, let's type them up. And I typed them up. And then that book, um, I sent it off to a publisher and he accepted. And that was early millennium. And what book yeah. was that? The first one. That first book was Aladdin's Magic Carpet and The Wishing Star. So Aladdin's Magic Carpet is 52 fairy stories turned into meditations. Yeah. And that was really the beginning. And so what happened was I started to trial these relaxations in the parties when the children were getting too um, fractious and not listening. I said, OK, everyone lie down. And then I would just sort of speak it. I didn't read it. I just created it and it worked. And I thought I need to do more of this. And then I started um, building on that over the years. Wow. So you, I'm just, what I'm amazed by in that story is like how ahead of your time you were, because now, like you said, so I started this podcast two years ago. Um, I started teaching children's yoga about 12 years ago. So even within the last few years, Definitely from when I started 12 years ago, children's yoga and mindfulness and meditation is much more accepted and people understand it. But in the 90s, what you're, when you're talking about, I'm sure, like you're saying, even the look you had to have to be on these shows was very singular and there was just such a lack of openness. And so how was, I'm just curious, how was it received when you... I know you got the book published, so clearly they knew that this had something to it. How was it received um, by people around you and those that you presented it to? Yeah, um, so it, right in the beginning, as soon as the book was published, I did lots of exhibitions, uh, what you call them expos, don't you? So I do it very simply. I had a table and they would be mind, body, spirit type um, expos that would be about 2003, two to three. And it would be very, 
it, again, it would be very alternative at the time. Yes, yes. <laughs> Not the mainstream yoga expos that everybody goes to and, and is happy to eat vegan food and all that and smoothies. This was very, and, and there'd be lots of very strange people, mm-hmm. you know, for the, for the mainstream strange let's say um but it was very it was very lovely and I had my tablecloth and so many people walked past sniffed laughed said children don't need to relax this is ridiculous and wow. and I just like <laughs> and there were moments where I just thought oh maybe I'm not doing the right thing <laughs> but then there was t- there were people who just got it and I just kept going back. And then and then when you start seeing the change, when people come back and they say, this has changed my child's life, changed my life, changed our bedtime routine, then you know you're doing the right thing. Yes. Oh, well, I am so glad you listened to yourself. <laughs> also, you know, I just have to point out the fact that you were right out of college and that you were smart enough to say, you know what? I don't want to be doing this, getting knocked down and getting, I'm going to do my own thing. The fact that you were that young and you, you had, I think a lot of people that age were looking for validation and you, you want people to tell you, but it sounds like you kind of knew at a young age, you're like, I've got this talent and I'm just going to create my own. You created your own business, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't think I saw it at that point from that point of view. I think I saw it from negative bias, which we know we always do in mm. that, uh, oh, I'm not beautiful I'm not white I'm not slim I'm not blonde I'm never going to get a job oh well I'm going to entertain children that's it was sort of like maybe in my mind at the time I thought it was it was still second best but now I I I look back and I think actually I don't think I would have wanted a life on tv just it's just I can't think of anything worse now so it was it it went in the right way for me right okay yes yes that makes a lot of sense well tell Mm -hmm. me about relax kids so at what point I know you wrote the books and you were doing you were uh, doing children's entertainment and incorporating the meditations and then was there a point when you realized oh I'm on to something this could be something in itself (laughs) I don't think I ever thought I'm onto something. Mm. I think it was more, um, I wanted to experiment. So I had some children, I lived in London in a small flat and I had some friends' children that I thought, they said, oh, can you do some relaxation with them? Use your books. And so they came over every week and I started experimenting. And what I did was I used exercises that I'd picked up from my dance and drama at from college and I started to create a system of relaxation using all the exercises and the 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 things that we had that I'd learned over the years alongside the meditation the affirmations that I, I used to um read Louise Hay in the 90s all oh the yes time. yes yeah. I read Louise Hay. <laughs> she was, yeah she was she was like she started 88 I think her but yeah mm. from 92 I was reading Louise Hay and I thought oh we need to do affirmations for children again affirmations for children not that I'm aware of um and there wasn't an internet there so I couldn't check <laughs> right that's true um, so um uh yeah so I I 
brought this all together and I created this very unique seven step system to teaching children to relax, working through um, the natural energy system. Uh, so starting with movement, getting rid of their energy, play, stretching, the, the based on the yoga stretch, but I wouldn't call it yoga, um, massage, breathing, affirmations, and then visualization going into the head. So going from the body, very strong energy up into their heart and then up into their head. And it worked so beautifully. And so I just carried on developing and developing that and just up all night writing more exercises and and, and it just grew and grew and grew. Mm, can I, before we go forward more with that, I, I there's something you said earlier, you said you were meditating since you were 12. So I just wanted to touch on that um, briefly. So can you tell me a little bit about that? So you started your meditation practice young. You said you were teased for it. Can you just tell me a little bit about your experience with meditation? So um, my mother started um, doing yoga even before then. I remember we had a, it was called Lynn Marshall's Yoga Book for Kids. And I don't know whether you know that. I don't. She had, Lynn Marshall was the 70s yoga goddess type like the green goddess and she would have all in ones and every page was a different all in one and then Mm. my mum bought us the children's version and there were all these children in onesie you know the the leotards and 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 tights all in different colors and it was so exciting seeing them do down dog and so we would do that my sister and I and we would um what's the one where the cobbler position where you put your feet together and we would see how long we could keep our get our knees down to the ground mm-hmm. <laughs> it was agony so then the meditation came when my mother started getting into meditation and she started introducing my sister and myself I took to it a little bit more than my sister and and it was just a natural thing that we would do just being still um being peaceful having peaceful thoughts no no big deal having but I quite liked the exoticness of it I guess I'm half um Indian my father's Portuguese Indian and my mum's English so it's interesting that it's the mother who's the English one who was interested ah, in Indian hearts, <laughs> yeah. if you like, and my father, who was Catholic, he wasn't so interested. Um, and so I quite liked the incense and the candles, and it it felt it feels felt very home homely and 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 warm and and cozy. So that's how I got into it. But yes, when you mention it to children at school, friends, you do get laughed at, and also because we were vegetarian and in in those times being vegetarian was it was just so unheard of literally they would just take the meat off the plate that Mm. was you are a vegetarian (laughs) no you can't do that wow how far how far the world has come so so far yes wow well Okay, so getting back to relax kids, and then once you said you you developed this the system, you're realizing it works, and now you're at a point where you've trained over five thousand franchisees. So, yeah. tell me how we got from the start <laughs> to, to training so many people. <laughs> I know it's it's totally crazy. So yeah, so um, around two thousand two thousand and one. 
um, two, I started developing all the, the exercises and, and doing the things in my flat. And then um, I started going to schools and, and running workshops in the local community. I won a Millennium Award so I could run free sessions in an area of deprivation for mental health. Um, so I did that and I started getting into more schools and had once I put the website up, because now we've got a little bit of internet, not brilliant, but still dial up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, dial um, up. <laughs> yeah. and then um, once the website was up, I started getting inquiries for um, classes all around the country. Um, and I thought, well, I can't do this. I need maybe to train other people. And so it was took me about a, a year maybe to to really get maybe two years to get my training manual ready and then 2005 I started my first training in February and how many years ago is that that that's 15 17 something years ago um and just slowly people started coming and really word of mouth I did not do much advertising um again going back to those expos having a, a leaflet there um, people wanted to train, they came and did the training. And then it expanded. People from other countries would come from Dubai, they'd come from a, for a weekend. We've had from all 50, yeah, 50 countries, over 50 wow. countries. And then, of course, now online, it can be it, it, COVID took us online. <laughs> it's right. something I've wanted to do for many years, but we had to do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious. So it sounds like what you're describing is, is very much what a kid's yoga class looks like um, for a lot of us teaching kids yoga, right? And it is, you have a yoga background, meditation, you said the movement is yoga inspired. So at the time, did you, did you not call it yoga or label it that because you, people weren't open? What was your, um... I think um, I didn't call it yoga because I wasn't sure about the implications of because I wasn't a yoga teacher, I hadn't trained in yoga. Um, I had just had extensive experience in meditation, relaxation and that side. So I didn't want to get myself into any any hot waters, let's say. But yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I think also um, I've noticed like at the time that I didn't see many yoga classes for children. It's something that's definitely developed. And I think it um, Relax Kids has inspired um, yoga teachers and a lot of yoga teachers will use the meditation books and CDs, MP3s at the end of their, for the relaxation yes. um, section. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, a hundred percent. So yeah. um, can you tell us about your, your latest book so you've written 13 books is that right um well yes I mean I think I've written 20 and some (laughs) some are with the publisher they're still being (laughs) I've right I I just don't keep count to be honest with you I'm just (laughs) confused but um the latest um we've just brought four out in one in a clump we have a color me which is um color beautiful coloring things but they're they're related to the books uh, we've got the dream machine which is a hundred thousand 
different meditation combinations. So each time they pick it up, they can go on a different meditation each time. Oh, so it's like the adventure books. I don't know whether yes. you choose your own books. adventure kind of. Yes, yes. but your meditation. Your meditation. Yeah. And then the monster book, which is lovely, 14 different monster emotions that they can make friends with and, and learn how to breathe the techniques they need for breathing and and affirmations to manage their stinking thinking <laughs> and and manage their monster feelings yes and then um uh and I think <laughs> honestly I'm dreading people that. should go to yeah check out your <laughs> website too to see because I was on there yeah and that your publisher's website there's a yes. lot of books yeah. that you yeah a lot of books so over the years since you've been doing this for a long time do you have kind of a favorite story I'm sure you have a, have a bunch but of how you've seen this affect a child or a family yeah I mean really truly so many stories it's just like I've had um like very early on I think in that first cohort there was a father came back and he said um honestly she is a changed child so just from coming to relaxation classes we've had children who were a selective mute starting to speak once yeah um and we've had you know I really have run out of, of of out of my mind but a couple of stories really do stick out one was into around 2004 I think 2004 five I taught a child and he must have been, he was very little and he came to the class and nobody else turned up. So he was there with his mother. And I thought, well, this could be a write-off class because there's only one child, Um, but let's see, what would you like? And And she said, well, what he needs is concentration. He can't concentrate at all. So we worked on that concentration and they came a couple more times and that was that. Now, two or three years ago, I saw bumped into him in a cafe and his he was going to he was a, he just got into Oxford University and he said he remembered that class and that class transformed his thinking around um you know concentration wow. and schoolwork and yeah and then there was another one um a young boy I he he, he just I was in a pub meeting a friend and he had just gone for his first pub job. And the, my friend said, oh, do you remember? This is um, your meditation on your meditation CD. This is the lady. He goes, oh, and he literally froze and he goes, oh, my God. And he said so he was 18, 19. He said, I still do those now. I can remember those exercises. And when I am stressed, I take my mind back there. So, the, you know, these young children are now young adults and beyond. Yeah, so we it, it's really helped a whole generation, maybe two generations of children. Yeah, that, that's that's mm. the what I we always talk about is that in this work, it's kind of like planting seeds, and you're not going to see the results right away. I mean, once in a while, you'll see something happen in class, but usually, it's what you're describing is that down the line, it's going to yeah. come back, and that's what we hope to do. Mm-hmm. So that's so amazing that you've actually seen those full circle moments absolutely and and I must tell you this I always remember this story and it's so related to what you said one of the expos I went to 
really nothing happened. And I came away feeling, oh, I think I remember selling a pack of my cards. There were mood cards or star cards to this lady who was interested. But I thought, oh, well, that was a waste of time. But never mind all that energy, all the money you spent to go. Years later, and I'm talking 10 years at least later, that lady managed to get funding to book me to train 300 teachers in, in, yeah. Wow. So So it was worth it. It was totally (laughs) worth it. So you always think, yeah, never think any action that we do is not worth it or it's just, it's too small because just one pack of cards can have such a a knock-on effect. And there have been many stories like that. Yeah. Well, I love these stories. I think this is great for the listeners to hear who are out there doing this work all the time and it could feel, you know, one kid showed up and I don't know. And, you know, and it it could get frustrating, especially since we're kind of doing it on our own. Um, But yes, keeping that in mind that you you just really don't know. know. Yeah. That's what I always say to my coaches. You just do not know the impact that you are having just by planting, as you say, a seed or doing one little action. And that's what the world is made of, you know, lots of good actions. And we just need, especially at this time with what's going on in the world, we just need to keep giving our heart, keep doing what we do do what we can do and do it as well as we can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that perfectly leads me to how I normally close, which is with a kids yoga gem. So it's a piece of advice that you would offer to anyone that's working with children. It doesn't even have to be in the yoga capacity, but what would your, your advice be? Oh, okay. I think I, mm, so working with children Well, number one, I was going to say, because I thought it was for parents. So I was going to suggest definitely having a calm corner and and a place where children can retreat to and feel really safe. But for parents, for teachers, for anyone working with children, I would honestly say the key is making sure you have your own inner practice. You know, it's just, especially now, because, and I see it with, you know, my coaches, sometimes they can get stressed, they get nervous, they get worried. And I just say, keep focusing on, because that has such a knock-on effect on the children. So um, that's why I've just started um, doing a daily, it's probably, it's too early for you, it would be in the middle of the night, but 6.30 a.m. every day on Facebook, I do a live now of 20 minute meditation because I just think this is what the world needs. So if we can do just a little bit for ourselves and for others, it's, that's the key, bringing peace, yeah. Yes, it all starts with us, right? And remembering that. Yeah, always, always. Thank you so much. I want people to be able to find you, find out about your books and your training. So can you just point everyone in the direction of that? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, relaxkids.com is the website. And if you go, you can get our 30 page um, well-being pack with ex- free exercises for anxiety, um, anger, regulation, etc. So you can get that. Facebook is Relax Kids Official. Instagram is Relax underscore Kids, and Twitter is Relax Kids. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes. Thank you so much. It was so wonderful connecting with you. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. 
If you'd like to support the Kids Yoga Podcast, here are a few ways you can do that. Visit www.thekidsyogapodcast.com. Here you'll see a link to my Patreon page, and you will see different monthly subscriptions, which will offer you added benefits. You can also contact me through the website and see all of the episodes that have been released so far. In addition, I truly appreciate those five-star reviews and ratings because it just brings so many more people to the show and it just means the world. So if you feel compelled, a rating and review and press that subscribe button as well. So if you want to get in touch, shoot me an email, thekidsyogapodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow The Kids Yoga Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. Again, thank you so much for being here.